Refresh Franchising, the heroic choice for entrepreneurs. Proud sponsor of the Distilled Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to Adam's Corner. This is where I get to step away from my traditional interview-style podcasts and talk directly to you, the audience, on a number of subjects, including business advice. In this episode, this is going to be the first installment of a three-part series talking about leaving corporate America. So in part one, we're going to talk about evaluating yourself and your current situation. This is critical if you're going to go into business for yourself. And it's very important that you understand what you're going into and you make sure that you have the resources and the support needed to be successful in what you're endeavoring in. Uh, Depending on your situation, you may be leaving a secure position with a company, and that can oftentimes be pretty scary. I know when I went into business for myself, I had plenty of opportunities to take another position in corporate America, enjoy the benefits of a comfortable salary with a, you know, benefit package and all the things that go along with working for someone else. And when you step out into the unknown, into business for yourself, it's your responsibility to build those things for yourself. And that can be quite scary. I think people underestimate the seriousness of this and the psychological effects it has on you. But it's more than just the psychological aspect you want to look at. So in this episode, we're going to kind of dive into some of the basics, some of the things you need to consider before you go out on your own and make sure it's the right fit for you before you pull that trigger. We're going to start with uh, what I feel is one of the most important parts of this, and that would be your current family situation. Um, I was in a unique position where I I remained single for my life, and I don't have children or a wife. So I, I didn't really have to worry about, you know, disrupting their lives on top of mine. But speaking with as many entrepreneurs as I have, uh, this can be one of the most important parts of going into business for yourself. So it's really important that you sit down and you have a conversation with the people that are immediately around you that are going to be affected by this decision. You're doing something that will benefit them in the long run. Uh, But there is a pain point, right? That initial period when you go out on your own is not going to be as simple as I went out on my own and all of a sudden I matched my salary and everything's hunky-dory. It doesn't work that way. You're taking risk, you're investing money, and you are jumping out into this. And without their support, the odds of your being unsuccessful are going to be drastically increased. So it's really important that you have these conversations. You sit down with your spouse, you sit down with your children, and you discuss that things might change for a little while. And there may be, you know, some cutbacks on spending. Uh, They may not experience the same comforts that they're used to in the initial phases of your business because you're trying to get this business off the ground. And It's important that you really listen and feel out if they're going to support you honestly. I don't know how else to put this, but the reality is, is uh, 
they may tell you up front that, yes, I understand, this is great, and they might be very, very supportive, but you got to look at the fine print when you're talking to them and ensure that they're really behind you. Because uh, when push comes to shove, this is actually one of the leading causes of divorce. So it's really important that you sit down and you have a, a conversation with your immediate family, anybody that's going to be impacted by your decision. Remember, this this decision impacts everybody in your family. You may have to cut back on spending. You might be uh, spending less money. It may mean, you know, little Timmy doesn't get to go to band camp. Uh, there's some aspects that you got to consider when you're doing this that can really create a lot of pain points for you in the series of your business, right? Uh, your wife or husband, your spouse, is critical in this decision. If they're unsupportive, uh, my experience with this and meeting with hundreds of entrepreneurs is their significant other supports the venture if they're successful. Generally, if they do not support you in the endeavor, uh, I, I'm not here to give you life advice, but you need that significant party to be with you on the journey. If they're not with you on the journey, the odds of your success really start drastically dropping. So it's extremely important that you're very, very honest about what the impacts of this business are going to do to the family and make sure that everybody is supportive on your journey. Um, if they're not, uh, you have a personal decisions to make at that point, which I'm not here to give you advice about. The next thing you want to look at is your financial situation. And evaluating your financial situation is, can be broke down into a few different things. Obviously, you're going to look at your capital reserves that you have on hand already, right? We'll go into this a little bit later about taking loans and, you know, dealing with lending. But what is your current financial situation? Do you have a 401k? Do you have equity in your home? Um, are these things you're willing to tap into? So when you're looking at your financial situation, you're, you're not just looking at cash on hand. You're looking at your ability to access capital through lending and making a determination of what type of capital you have access to. This is going to come in play a lot later, and it's going to be pretty crucial when it comes down to the type of business you select and your method of starting that business. For example, if you're bootstrapping your business, the operating capital isn't as important, but without the capital, it's going to make it very, very difficult to get off the ground, and it means it's going to extend the time it takes for you to get your business to a sustainable level. Uh, operating capital is one of the number one reasons that a business will fail. You need to do a full financial analysis on what you have access to, where you can raise funds um, if needed, right? Pretty much do a personal wealth assessment on yourself. If you've done this for a bank, you'll have a pretty good idea what I'm talking about. You're going to essentially establish what your net worth is. There's lots of books and material out there that can help you do this. So you definitely want to look at that. 
The next thing that I really think is extremely important when you're considering going into business for yourself is your level of experience. So you're going to want to take this in consideration when you're going into business in general. You're also going to want to take this in consideration in the type of business you're going into. That'll come into play a little bit later in one of the further episodes uh, as far as what business you select. But you want to look at your skills and you want to document this. So sit down and list out the critical aspects of running a business what skills are involved in that, right? And we can do a really short bulleted list right now. Um, management skills is obviously right at the top. You need to be able to manage your workers. Then you have financial skills like bookkeeping, you know, managing lending. Uh, how, how well do you understand interest rates and how lending practices work? You have corporate legal structures, uh, do you have an understanding of these? And bear in mind when I'm going through this list, you don't have to understand all of these out of the gate, but you want to rate what your level of experience with each one is. So a simple way to do this is to kind of bullet out the the skills or the experience that you need to operate a business and then next to it kind of, you know, rank it one through 10 and level and rank yourself. You know, how, how, what is my financial acumen? Do I, am I good with finances? Am I good with budgeting? Do I know how to create a budget or do I just know how to monitor a budget as a manager? These are things you need to consider when you're going into business for yourself. I know when I went out on my own, um, I, I had the benefit of having a, a very experienced mentor, especially in the financial space, and he was able to teach me a lot of this stuff. So I had a little bit of a leg up there, but I, I had to rely on external people to help me in a lot of aspects of the business, and I had to read, and I had to educate myself enormously in other areas, um, building culture. There was a number of aspects. I, I I have a lot of experience in business. I have a lot of experience in management. But when you're the owner, there's a lot of aspects that you don't think about that kind of pop up. So try to make a detailed list of everything you think you may need to know in that specific business and then rank your experience on it. This is going to also come in handy when you start selecting the type of businesses that you operate. For example, if you know how to do inventory management as a skill set, right, that comes in handy if you're going into a retail space. Uh, if you're very proficient in that, that would be a, a benefit for you going into, say, um, a retail center versus a service business. So these are things that you really want to weigh out right at the get-go. Then you want to determine if you're in a position to go full-time or you want to start this as a side hustle. This is really going to impact the way you, you create your strategic plan on your business. And you should probably outline this up front. Do you have to quit your your current position in order for you to start this business or can you start it on the side? Do you want to start it on the side or do you want to dive in and do a full force right out of the gate? 
this is obviously going to impact the uh, the rate in which you're able to grow your business if you're full-time versus part-time. But in some scenarios, you might have to go full-time and you can't go part-time uh, because of a conflict in interest in your current employer. There's a number of factors to consider there, but you really want to hammer this down before you start making any kind of planning. If you can, you may not always be able to do this right out of the gate. So when I opened Refresh, I was doing consulting work and I worked on Refresh at evenings and weekends and I put together the foundation for the company or at least some of the foundation prior to actually opening the doors. So there's a lot that goes into that, and we're going to cover that in later episodes about building the foundation, putting together your strategic plan, and getting yourself positioned for opening. A lot of that can be done while you're employed, but when you actually pull the trigger, you need to decide if when you open your doors, are you diving in full force or are you doing a part-time business to start out? I would encourage anybody, if you're in the position to go full-time right out of the gate, you certainly should do that. But you have to be in that position. So you have to look at your finances. You have to look at you know what your capabilities are. Everybody's situation is a little bit different. But if you go full force right out of the gate, the odds of your success are going to increase. I'll tell you that flat out. Next, I want you to think about Is this something you want? That's a hard question for some people. It sounds simple, right? If you're going into business because it's sexy and you want to be the entrepreneur because it's trending, uh, don't do it. I'm telling you right now, don't do it. If you're going into business because you really are passionate about building something for yourself and you understand that it's not going to be an overnight thing, that it's going to take pain and sacrifice and, you know, this is going to impact your life, then definitely do it if you're okay with that. So if you're, if you've come to the realization that you want to go into business for yourself and you see all the benefits of it, which there is a plethora of them, but there is a lot of pain up front. And if you're willing to go through that, then you should most certainly pull the trigger. But you have to be very honest with yourself before you do this that you're going to see it through. Depending on your situation, you might be walking away from a very comfortable situation or you might be starting from nothing. And in at that case, you really have nothing to lose. But in either scenario, don't waste your time if you're not going to put your heart into it. You are going to have to dedicate yourself for, at the minimum, a couple of years, right? And that's assuming you go with the... Uh, with the expedited route of purchasing an existing business or starting a franchise offering. That's a later discussion that we're also going to have in some of the later parts of this series. But make sure that your mind is in the right place and that you're dedicated to this. If you're not going to put the effort in and be honest, 
Be honest with yourself. I can't say this enough. It took me a long time to pull the trigger on going into business for myself. I worked with my mentor for years. I've I've always been an entrepreneur at heart, and I've tried other businesses, but I never took it quite serious enough. So I actually contribute some of my early failures to the fact that it was more challenging than I anticipated, right? And I didn't push through those challenges hard enough. And that's ultimately why those businesses didn't work. Granted, I learned a lot throughout those ventures, and I've had several. I've owned several other businesses prior to my current successes and prior to meeting my mentor. Next, I would start considering some options for the type of business you're going to go into. We're going to, again, cover this in some of the later parts of the series. Uh, But get a feel for if you're opening a service business, a retail business, um, are you going to be doing professional services? Are you doing, you know, wholesaling? Uh, what type of business are you thinking about going into? You don't have to have a dedicated decision right out of the gate. This is early phase, just trying to position your mind, right? So you're trying to figure out if this is the right decision for you. Are you capable of going on this journey and are you going to be successful? Do you have the resources to do that, both personal and financial? So the next thing you want to look at is your human resources that you have access to. And what I mean by that is you want to look at what's your network, right? Do you have mentors, other business owners, entrepreneurs, people that you have access to that can help you along your journey. These can be invaluable through your business. If you know other business owners, you're close with them, maybe a parent owns a business, these can be very valuable resources. I would caution you on taking advice from anybody that has never been in business for themselves or has never run a successful business. And I'm putting that in quotes. Successful is important. Uh, There's lots of people that have operated and run their own businesses, but you only want to take advice from people that have been successful in their endeavors. Obviously, you can learn some stuff from people that have operated a business, but what you're really looking for are people that have exited a business on a upside, right? So people that have actually built value in a business and then exited. So if you know any individuals that have done something like that, have started a business, exited a business, entrepreneurs, things like that, those can be invaluable resources when you're considering this, and you should really work on strengthening your relationship with those types of people. I remember when I started Refresh, I'd fallen out with my mentor. It was even more challenging than I anticipated going through this because he taught me so many things. But when I hit a roadblock, one of those things that he didn't teach me, I didn't have him to turn to to give me advice. So I had to outsource that and I had to, you know, find the information on my own, which I did a lot of. It's a lot of self-education. Um, 
By the way, I'll note that you need to be committed to educating yourself constantly. I would say my reading list, I probably read about 14 books annually for the first three years or so in business. I'm down a little bit now. I probably read about five or six a year, um, which I I know those aren't impressive numbers. If you listen to the gurus, right, they'll tell you, oh, you should be reading a book a week, right? Well, it's kind of impossible if you're actually running a business, even if you're doing audible books. But you need to supplement your education uh, where needed and when needed. So the if you have access to those people, that's where they really come into play is if you have somebody you can call and ask that advice. I'll give you an example. I have a, I have a gentleman locally that when he started his business, this guy would just randomly call me and I kind of, I guess I became somewhat of a mentor to him. He would just randomly call me and ask me, you know, how do I handle this with my phone service? You know, blank, whatever, right? And I would walk him through that solution. Have If you have something like that, that's an extraordinarily valuable in your business. If you don't, prepare yourself to do a lot of research late nights and to look that type of stuff up, read about it, and to improve that. So... Well, I think we covered part one of leaving corporate America pretty well. The next part is going to be really exciting. And this is where we're going to dive into the type of industry that you pick. So what type of business you're going to and how to evaluate your market. This is crucial before you start preparing your strategic plan to open your actual business. So before you put all the footwork into opening your business, you need to evaluate if the business is a viable business for that market. Stay tuned to the next episode. And this has been Adam's Corner, my chat with you 101. I'm Refreshman, and I'm here to empower you to take charge of your destiny. Are you tired of working for someone else? Do you dream of making a difference in your community and unleashing your full potential? Then look no further than Refresh Franchising. With us by your side, you can start your own heroic business venture with the unwavering support and cutting-edge resources you need to conquer your goals. Our franchise model is like a super serum that will give you the strength to succeed. Refresh provides extensive training, ongoing mentorship, and an established brand with a loyal customer base. Plus, you'll become part of a heroic league of entrepreneurs who serve as allies on your journey towards greatness. And the best part, you won't have to waste time building your business from scratch like some kind of neophyte. With Refresh Franchising, you'll hit the ground running at lightning speed and unlock the key to heroic financial success. So gather your courage, summon your inner superhero, and visit RefreshFranchising.com to launch your heroic franchise journey. Always remember, together, we can achieve greatness.